Hello, it's Danny Halbeck again with another episode of Tales from Southern Indiana. Um, here we are making our way well through winter and, uh, you know, approaching spring. And uh, it's a little bit nervous about spring approaching because with spring comes greater activity. Uh, and uh, we might have to move a little faster than we uh, care to, at least in the world that I grew up in in Southern Indiana, where slow was safe. Now, of course, one of the problems with spring is this whole notion of the birds and the bees. Um, and, you know, as, uh, as parents in southern Indiana in the 1960s, uh, I th- folks struggled quite a bit with this whole notion of a- an expectation that they were responsible for explaining to their children about the birds and the bees. Uh, you know, and it's a little bit like um, the uh, comedian Red Green talking about uh, an answer to the question, how, how did his father talk to him about the birds and the bees? He said, well, he, he didn't really. He just gave me a book by Mickey Spillane called Kiss Me Deadly and said, this is what married people do. So I, I thought he meant shoot each other and have car chases. So th- that's that's the difficulty. And I don't know that folks, you know, really, we really relied, I think, on the streets, you know, on the alleys, as they say, uh, to provide education like this, because yeah, like many other things, we were we in Southern Indiana. You could call most of us easily embarrassed, and gosh knows this was an embarrassing thing um, to even mention. But there came to be a sort of a movement uh, toward maybe having the schools uh, tell the children about the birds and the bees. Now, this it didn't really gain much traction, you know, until the uh, maybe the mid-late 1960s, although I do see again in my perusal of old articles, an article from 1956 from the paper from our county seat, uh, with the headline that said, Sex Education Program Planned at Mitchell High School, my old high school. And so the program involved showing a film called Molly Grows Up, and it mentioned in the article that it was believed to be of special importance to girls aged 11 to 14, however, the girls were not allowed to attend unless they were accompanied by their mothers. And again, this is the whole goes back to the whole problem of parents not wanting to be involved in the whole process in the first place. So, nevertheless, this desire to to get somewhere with this whole deal and take the pressure off the parents, I think, did did gather steam in terms of the notion of formally having a sex education course in the schools. Now, that wasn't the case with my school. We had a health class, and there was a chapter somewhere in the health book that might be, you know, nosing around the subject of sex education, but we we skipped that chapter. Uh, And in fact, it was made even more difficult by the fact that our teacher was the basketball coach who could not pronounce a number of the terms in the health book, and so he would uh, try to cover that up by calling on people in the class who he thought had a good vocabulary and asking them to pronounce the word for the class. So we'd say, you know, you know, pronounce this word, you know, for the class. And we caught on to what his problem was right away. So we would intentionally mispronounce the words and say, you know, that it's vagina, sir. That, that word is pronounced vagina. Um, and, you know, so we really didn't uh, see much of, a, of the the impact of the dawn of sex education in the curriculum uh, in Southern Indiana in the 1970s. But There certainly are a number of articles about how it sort of started to come about. There was an early article, 1968, there was sort of a public meeting in which there was a suggestion that people wanted to learn more about the whole thing, that they read an article on sex education and the issue of better homes and gardens. 
magazine. Not sure really what, you know, again, we're probably talking literally about the birds and the bees if we're reading articles in Better Homes and Gardens, right? Um, yeah, so at any rate, now, now there did, you know, again, there was some groundswell of support for doing all this sort of thing. Um, the, uh, there was a concern about a study published, I guess, in around 1969 that said many, many children knew sort of what sex was, but they didn't have a, a notion that it related to pregnancy. So this was the whole thing that people were starting to get some concern about. I mentioned before in an earlier episode of the podcast how our graduating class was depleted significantly by, by pregnancies. So, so they started to come up with a curriculum, and yet they just struggled an awful lot with, uh, with how close to get to the whole subject here. Um, so here was, a, here was an outline that was set forth again in 1969 in the county seat newspaper. Um, it was, a, I think it was an eight-week course. So the first week was anatomy. So, you know, you get right into the meat of it, you know, possibly anyway, and then physiology. So the third week was venereal disease. So, all right, there's so much for uh, anything that, that other than, you know, sort of uh, abstinence, I guess. The fourth week was gaining emotional stability. I guess, you know, you need this at this point. Um, then the fifth week was dating. The sixth, meet, the sixth week that was, 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 was marriage, engagement, and wedding. Moved right along. You know, we weren't fooling around with any, any, any light courting, as they would say. And then finally, the seventh week was accepting your marriage partner as he or she is. And finally, living with in-laws. I, you know, I, I don't think anyone's going to sign up for that particular course. And nevertheless, there was enough concern about these sorts of courses getting out of hand that the state decided to come up with, as the government is so inclined to do on so many occasions, with some rules. You know, let, let's have some rules to help the school systems know what they should be doing. And so they did. They, they adopted some official guidelines by the state um, or for sex education. So they're embracing the notion of sex education in the schools, but maybe not as you get into the particulars. So, so the primary grade level, uh, the, the course should emphasize the role of the male and female in the home. Um, and that's it. <laughs> that, uh, and, and it was a prohibition against any teaching of, of sex itself. Um, in a sex education course, um, or of, of contraception, which would necessarily get, you know, you close to the whole topic. Um, and that was, you know, so that was, uh, that was some of the thing. They also banned instructions regarding, um, well, you know, it's a, instructions on human reproduction are banned. And graphic illustrations, well, for goodness sake, yeah, and, and, and so we encourage teachers to stress, I actually said this, we encourage teachers to stress the wonder of the creation of life and its spiritual implications. He said, the classroom discussion should center on positive, normal, moral behavior. You know, these aspirations may not have connected up all that well with reality, but I guess folks probably knew that. Because um, the notion really was that... Um, you know, we, we, we want to find a way to, um, to sort of, you know, stay within what we feel we are comfortable with. And there's nothing much that we feel comfortable about this whole topic. Um, 
I'm sure things have evolved some since the early 1970s in this whole area, and it's probably for the best. Um, but one thing, I guess, hasn't changed all that much is just our our general shyness about the whole thing. You know, we'd ask, you know, the folks to, you know, not be too hard on us. I mean, we, you know, we we were expected to, to learn this sort of thing uh, you know, on the street, I suppose, if we learned it anywhere. Or, again, we may have just limited our knowledge to what we could read in better homes and gardens. And, uh, and that may have caused some problems along the way, but at least we knew uh, what the limits were uh, of our knowledge. So there's a few thoughts on a topic that just by its name itself um, would uh, cause a little bit of um, red face uh, among the folks I grew up with in the world that existed back in the 1960s and early 1970s in southern Indiana, uh, a world that if you have never encountered and don't know uh, and are just learning about through this podcast, well, we hope that you will, you know, think of us in gentle terms as you work your way through some of the peculiarities that we have uh, encountered and described and shared with you on the podcast. And as always, it's great to have you with us. We sure appreciate you listening, folks uh, here in the United States and all over the world that have happened to tune in or tune in accidentally. And uh, we uh, will look forward to speaking to you soon. Thanks a lot.